Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Valero Texas Open. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, that's Joe Idoni. Joe, we've got one event this week. It's going to be good. There's going to be lots of value, and we have a big one next week. This is a good time to jump into the Jock Market. What up, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, welcome everybody back who is our new, uh, you know, our new people. Welcome for the first time. Our friends that have been with us along the way, welcome back. Uh, we're going to give away some more money tonight. We'll discuss some jock market. And obviously, you have the promo code down there on the bottom. If you haven't tried it out, to go ahead and give it a shot. Power 20, that is. We'll get you 20 free bucks on your first deposit. And as we know, it can go a long way. Uh, it can certainly go a long way. I'll show how far it went uh, last week for Corrales Punta Cana. But yeah, this this power hour, if you're new, welcome. For the next hour or so, we are in... The IPO phase, that means stocks, a.k.a. golfers, are being bid on right now. Those prices are moving. I'll pull up the dashboard. We'll look into all of it, and we'll talk through the strategy for this week. But right before 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, that IPO phase is going to close, and shares are going to be allocated, Joe. So you want to make sure to get those bids in between now and usually like 857, 858 Eastern. Yep, exactly. We've seen a couple early closes recently that catch people a little bit off guard. So uh, now's a good time to start perusing that board, checking out prices, maybe targeting a few guys, maybe buy a share or two now to kind of um, you know, flag them in your holding, so to speak. So you, you sort of have an idea of who you want to go because that last five minutes is a total flurry and frenzy and it's no holds barred in the jock market during the final couple minutes of IPO. TJ checks in in the chat, says, I checked an hour ago and half the field was $1. Is that normal? Yeah, that's that's not bad. I mean, there's going to be a flurry of bids, uh, especially in the final minutes. But in this phase we are in right now. So, TJ, I don't think you're getting away with buying these guys at a dollar. Those prices are certainly going to go up from here. Uh, additionally, we've got 100 jock bucks to give away. We'll give them out five times throughout the show in $20 increments. And if you want an opportunity to win your own $20 into the jock market, leave your jock market market username in the chat. Also, this is interactive. If you have questions about players, you have questions about strategy, let us know. Uh, here, here, Joe, I'll ask the most popular question. Uh, when is it coming to Iowa and when is it coming to uh, Canada? Canada I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure soon. I don't know. <laughs> I get it all the time. I'm sure soon. I know they're actually working on it. I know big news uh, in jock market in terms of other sports. They oh, launched right. MLB today. So they're in the baseball jock markets are open. They're actively working. Uh, I saw Dave tweet someone that hopefully by US open time, uh, they will be available in many more states and our friends north of the border will be able to participate as well. So it's coming. Stay tuned um, and it will be there very shortly. Uh, Brent is in the chat. He's a newbie. He's hoping to learn it all. I think this is a great week, Joe, because uh, what we saw from and what and some of the the metrics that we are privy to uh, by being able to do this, you know, the the Masters was insane in November. The the players was insane in November. So if you're new, getting in, trying it out this week instead of being thrown into what is likely going to be a gauntlet next week, I think is a smart way to do this. Just get your you know get your touchies in this week. Absolutely. Good week to get the feet wet before we get to Augusta National. Um, and this is a fun tournament. I look forward to this every year. It's a challenging course. It's a familiar stop on tour. We've got a lot of 
uh, familiar names at the top. We've got some value in the middle. We got some nice little penny stocks down low that we can reach for. So this should be a fun week in jock market. And obviously all things lead to Augusta National next week where uh, it should be lining up for for a great Masters. And we just, it feels so, uh, you know, like we just were there, but we're, we're, we're back so soon and we're excited for it. So looking forward to the next week or so. The price you are bidding on golfers tonight uh, and what their final price is will determine how much money you make or hopefully not lose. Uh, so I'm going to put the payups, payouts out at the bottom of the screen and I'll run through these down at the bottom uh, through our different our different banners and stuff. But it, for example, if you have the golfer that wins the golf tournament, that share price is worth $25. So Joel Damon last week, Joe, uh, I have the metrics over here. I'm not, I'm not ready to show them yet, but I think he was like five or $6 last yeah. Wednesday night and he paid out a full 25 bucks on Sunday evening. Absolutely. And interesting that, um, you know, I was kind of kicking myself a little bit, Rick, because I just kind of glossed over him and I, and he should have been one of those names that I should have been targeting. Obviously had the course history. Um, if you look, go by official world golf ranking, he was one of the higher ranked players in the field. And yet I was down there, you know, searching for guys in the seven, $8 range and McCumber and Sepp Straka who didn't do all that bad. They didn't kill me. Straka actually had a little bit of a return there, but uh, just a little bit kicking myself that that I missed on Joel Damon in such a good spot, um, and he performed well. Obviously, made people a ton of money. Last Wednesday, Joel Damon went for five dollars and ninety nine cents. He paid out a full twenty five. Last Wednesday, Sam Ryder went for four dollars and eighty nine cents on Wednesday night. Paid out twenty dollars. That's per share. These numbers I'm talking about are per share. If you had ten shares, you're certainly in business. Rafael Campos uh, closed at two dollars and sixty five cents last Wednesday. He went for eighteen. And Joe, the way that I look at this, it's, uh, I've this sorted by final payout, and mm-hmm. there are only two golfers in the top. My goodness, I don't know, 20 or so that were over six or seven bucks. There was a lot of money to be made in that mid-tier or in those penny stocks. Absolutely, yeah. And we kind of knew it going into last week. It was just kind of one of those opposite field events. Um, Obviously, the wind we knew was we had a good feeling was going to be up. And we saw sort of three club wins there on Sunday take place. And anytime you get that, brings a whole lot of the field into play. There's a little bit of luck of a factor as there is in every tournament, but um, yeah, like obviously we see Campos kind of came out of nowhere. Graham McDowell showed really no form, came out of nowhere. Glidgich was up there uh, as well, kind of came out. Of, and then, we, you know, we saw guys like Sam Ryder, who I think many of us suspected to go well and who has been going well, continue to return people money. I suspect he'll be a little bit more of a popular pick this week. And then Grio was right there as well, who who we talked about quite a bit. Absolutely right. Here's what I'm going to do. Let's kick off the Jock Market's Power Hour in a big way. Let me give away $20 on Jock Market. We've got five of these tonight, and the first one goes to M Squared 06. Now, M Squared 06, but his username on YouTube is M Squared 006. So you better you better make sure I have the right one before I tell the guys over at Jock Market M Squared what your username is. So let let me know. Throw it in the chat. Make sure I understand what your username is because I'm writing down 06 and somebody's going to get a, a free $20 if that's not your username, my friend. But congratulations. We'll get that all squared up. Make sure to drop your username in the chat. Joe, Valero, Texas Open. Look at it yeah. this week. It's TPC San Antonio. It's kind of a big boy course. A couple of the par fives are over 600 yards. What are you looking for out of our golfers for this week? So 
The number one thing for me uh, that kind of has stuck out when I look back at years past has been approach play, right? Uh, we've seen the guys, whether it be Connors, whether it be Hoffman, uh, the guys who have won the past couple of years have really led the field, I believe, in strokes gained on approach that week. It's also narrow. And, and not only the fairways are narrow, Rick, but the greens are narrow as well. So uh, while the, you see the square footage doesn't look that bad, but some of them feel like, you know, this is actually two out of three stops here in a row where I've played the course. So I've played PJ National, oh, I've played nice. TPC San Antonio. So some of these greens feel like they're 10 yards wide and they just stretch like 50 yards long. So you really have to be accurate with your irons. If you're not um, the most accurate player coming into the greens, looking for a little bit of around the game, green work, uh, short game guys. Um, but yeah, guys who normally go well in Texas, a little bit of course history factor here. I sprinkle in this week, uh, but excited for it. Ryan asked a good question here in this softer or weaker top of the field events. Do you like to look at the bargain bin more, or do you like to look up top and try to get one of the few studs in the event? So this, this field, Joe, uh, got significantly weaker on Monday when Dustin Johnson withdrew from this event, leaving Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, um, I don't know who else you want to throw in. Um, Hideki Matsuyama. Who else do you want to throw into this into this mix for guys at the top, the studs? Yeah, I there's mean, one I, more I'm missing. No, I think you you hit all the major ones there. I mean, there's Corey Connors as well as Corey up there. Connors was maybe who I was thinking. Champ. Of, yeah. You've got Palmer and you've got Hoffman, who I think are going to be popular picks this week. Um, before for the main part, I think you may have missed Abe answer too. May have been the other one. Answer and Scheffler. Scheffler was the guy That's I was blanking on. Yeah, Scheffler was the guy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but to answer sort of Ryan's question, um, everyone has their own strategy. And that's kind of the beauty of this, Ryan. But I think what I usually try to do, and, and you'll see me kind of go through this week to week, but I try to grab maybe two at the top, two or three in the middle, and then I try to grab two at the bottom. So I try to kind of mix up and diversify my portfolio, so to speak, a little bit um, with guys in the different ranges and you know, see how it goes. Yeah, and, and really all you're asking them to do is outperform whatever price that you've asked them for. Uh, so so let's let's put this into practice here by showing you, and let me make sure I have the most up-to-date version of this, Joe. I'm going to show you the tool that we have that taps into the live IPO prices so that I can give you a full up-to-date look at what we've got going on. And as it loads, here we go. All right, so here's where we're at in the market right now. We have Jordan Spieth leading the way. That should be no surprise. He's $7.01. So if you're a buyer of Jordan Spieth, let's call it $9, Joe. This this, this mm-hmm. number is going to go up over the next 30 minutes or so. Let's call it $9. If you are bidding on a $9 Jordan Spieth, you are asking him to finish 13th or better. Uh, 13th place would pay out $9.50 a share, while 14th would pay out that $9. But then you look at some of these cheaper guys. So Hideki's $2 right now. That is definitely going to change. But at $2, I mean, come on, you're asking him to finish, uh, to make the cut, basically. Yeah, Yeah. 65th is is $2. So that's obviously going to go up. But that is, I think, what the illustration is of, uh, there's a price for everyone, Joe. And then also, um, you can have a couple of these penny stocks you can diversify you can have a couple of guys at the top and they and they have different goals yeah absolutely i think that um the volatility in terms of miscut or finish in the top 10 you're going to catch a lot more of that risk reward sort of down there in the penny stocks the safer plays generally are the guys up top 
But should, for instance, you know, you take Jordan Spieth this week and you pay $9 a share from, there's still some risk there, particularly if uh, you're one that thinks he might have the private jet lined up for an early trip to Augusta National on Saturday morning uh, to get some prep in. But, you know, it, it's all relative, right? So the guys at the top, you basically, you expect them have a higher likelihood of finishing within that top 10, particularly Spieth, particularly Finau this week, I think has a really good chance to top 10. So they, it, it, when you want to talk about a top 10, you really need them to finish 12th or better in order to pay out 10 bucks a share. Uh, so that's kind of what you're looking at in in relation to the gambling odds and the top 10 odds that you may be more familiar with. But like you said, those penny stops at the, Stocks at the very bottom have the ability to go boom. Here's a fun note. Uh, Jordan Spieth, with about 30 minutes to go in IPO, is already the most expensive he has ever been in the jock market. Uh, previously, $7 for the AT&T Pebble Beach program, in which he finished T3 and returned you 129% ROI. We are now in unchartered territory for Spieth. And Joe, you kind of alluded to this. You said, if you're one of these guys that think he has a private jet lined up, you know, it's, it's, it's fired up, it's ready to go. How do you feel about Jordan Spieth this week? See, I, I'm more, I'm, I'm off Spieth. So I have a, so my price target on him, actually, you mentioned it is exactly $9 that I've put. So even at that point, I, I feel a little bit worried about that, just given how important that I think hitting the fairway uh, and keeping the ball in play is out here. Couple that with the fact that he's obviously been gearing this entire comeback toward Augusta National and making this run at the Masters, where I do fully do expect him to perform pretty well next week. Uh, seeing him as the most popular guy on the board, if he finishes the highest price guy, I'll be off of him for some of those concerns that I have. Where where do you sit on Spieth this week? I, I am very bullish on the version of Jordan Speed that we're seeing right now. He's gaining okay. strokes uh, routinely now with his with his approach game. In fact, he gained every single round of the match play as well. He's just been absolutely great with the irons. That's a great sign. Um, I'm not as worried. Like I think there is, I think there is a part of 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 this event, and we've heard guys say this in the past, where it's like I'm going to go and I'm going to play whatever it is, whether it's Houston or San Antonio, whatever it is before the Masters. I'm going to work on some things. I, maybe I'm going to hit some draws, try to hit some shots that mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking about Augusta. We've literally heard guys say that, not guys that are in a uh, three and a half year winless drought that are taking every opportunity that they get. You know, if it is Sunday and this guy's in it, uh, he is laser focused on one task and it is hoisting a trophy at the Valero Texas Open. That's that's my thoughts on it. I agree. I agree there. Yeah, if he's in contention, he's going for the win. There's no doubt about it. I just, it's more so a big picture thing in terms of um, the focus and the prep this week heading into it. And look, he's like you said, he's cleared the highest price we've seen for him. So is he is the value on Spieth a little bit inflated this week, seeing that, you know, he's already the highest price price player. We haven't even really touched on the pre-rank yet, but he's all the way down at 17. I noticed um, that too. And, and yeah. He's still the highest ranked sort of in the IPO price. So all these factors kind of lead me to believe uh, unless he sticks right around that eight, nine dollar rank, which I don't see him doing, I'll probably be off. 
you are not going to end up, my friend, with any shares of Jordan Speed. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now because it's going to get more expensive. <laughs> uh, the pre-rank is interesting. This is especially in golf where it matters because the, the pre-rank, the projected rank that is assigned by Jock Market before uh, the IPO phase opens and it breaks all ties. So if there are three golfers tied at fifth, uh, the guy who gets the fifth place payout is based is the guy who has the best pre-rank. So someone like Tony Finau, who is the number one pre-rank, would break all ties. Here's an interesting question, Joe. Jesse wants to know, is there a cap of money that you can invest on a weekly basis during IPO? Have at it. <laughs> Empty the account, Jesse. It's linked right to your PayPal. Go ahead and dump it in there. Whatever you got, uh, turn in your crypto for uh, PayPal real dollars. Send it over to the jock market and double it up. Go, go have it. Uh, Lonto Griffin is at $5.62. Tony Finau, $5.25. There's that man, Abe Answer, at $5. And Cameron Tringali, also at $5. If if you're probably not going to end up with any shares of Jordan Spieth, Joe, is there any of these guys below him, the, the next set of guys that you might be more interested in or you think you might end up with? So two of them there. Um, I have interest in Tony Finau. Obviously, that ultimately depends on the price. But look, it, the the beauty of jack market we talked about this a lot rick is you don't need him to win right mm-hmm. so tony finau is almost the the perfect mold of a golfer that you can have in the jock market you look at his last five events yeah. um he's plus 240% roi and that's why and many people yeah. would say that those have been um disappointing finishes in the eyes of some people in the industry because he's not cashing your 25 30 to 1 tickets but he is cashing your major jock butts so he's up 240% uh, last five. And then Abe Answer as well. I just have really seen uh, – I think he's going to play well this week. I've seen the approach game start trending in the right direction. Uh, the last five events that he's played, he's averaged two and a half gained on approach. Um, that's obviously the key metric that I've been looking at this week. So I feel like this could be a good week that we see him peak and looking for um, to try and get that first win under his belt. Yeah, I was just clicking through here, and and Tony, that is such a great point about Tony Finau, who doesn't cash any outright tickets, but he has he is well, first of all he's played in eleven um eleven cash markets, and he's averaged a twenty two point eight percent ROI. And look at all these big wins, and even when he, well, I mean, the Players Championship that was his worst. He missed the cut. Uh, that. There's a lot. There's a lot of guys that missed the cut at the Players Championship, right. but otherwise, he has been uh, fairly solid, even in the weeks that he doesn't have his best stuff. That's pretty interesting. Let's go back to the um, to the to our tool here, and there's going to be a couple guys who who are riding this course history for this week. You have Charlie Hoffman, you have Chris Kirk, who's had a couple of good runs here. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Even Brendan, I'm a big Brendan Steele guy. He's won this event. How do you, how do you feel about the course history, folks, for this week? Um, so I like it. I've, I've made it known that I've been trying to put a little bit more emphasis in certain events on course history. I think that this is one of them. Uh, we've seen it with Charlie Hoffman. We've seen it with Chris Kirk. We've seen it with Brendan Steele. Um, we've seen guys come back here and routinely play well. They don't call it the Charlie Hoffman Open for nothing. Um, but his short term, it, it's more so than that for me with Hoffman. His short term approach game has been fantastic. I have him as the number one ranked player in the field. Um, Kirk has just hits a ton of fairways and Chris Kirk is really underrated around the greens. So his chipping and his short game is fantastic. I think both of those uh, factors set up well when you couple them with a little course history and Brendan Steele has been so solid. He's been one of those guys throughout his career where 
um, he kind of goes back to the same spots and plays well. And you kind of know what to expect out of Brendan Steele. I don't know if I necessarily see the win upside for him, but depending on his price, I can definitely see him cashing the top 10 this week. Yeah, I'm a big Steele guy this week. You know, he's he's eight for eight and cuts made in 2021. He's had a couple of close calls at, I guess, Honda was close enough. Uh, Sony probably should have won. He's won here before. And then after he won here, he cashed two more top 10 tickets. So uh, I'm, I'm big on Brendan Steele this week. Going a little bit further, I think the the universe is collectively fading Scotty Scheffler from last week, who went seven rounds over five days. And I wonder if there's go as we say every week, there's going to be a price. There is a price that you would get back in on a guy that you are certainly fading with the upside that that Scheffler has. So for you, Joe, what do you think that price is that you would be a buyer on Scheffler? Well, I'll tell you, I have a target price on him. He's the third-ranked guy I have in the field. It's $8.75, which is about double what he's sitting at right now. So if he's under that point, I'll look to buy Scheffler. I'm not afraid, uh, just given his youth, given his age. You know, it's a lot of rounds of golf. But, you know, these guys spend four or five hours on the driving range and at the practice facilities during the week every week. So um, a couple of extra rounds. Will will he be a little bit fatigued? Maybe, but I still think he's one of the best um, form and value plays uh, within the field. So I'm not so much worried about the the fatigue factor on Scotty this week. But like you said, and like we always say, it comes down to the price. Well, that price just moved in the minute or so that we've been talking about him. He's $6.50 at the moment, which essentially you would be asking him to finish Yeah, uh, inside the top 25, which is still certainly uh, right where you would expect Scotty Scheffler to be by the time this thing is all said and done. Our defending champion, Corey Connors, sits at $4.25. I don't think people realize, Joe, how good Corey Connors has been. You can look at any metric you want. Look at his finishing positions where he's been racking up uh, top 10s, top 15s. Look at his ROI where he's returned you 159% and 177% in his last two starts. And now he goes back to a place that is obviously a very good course fit for him. Yeah. I mean, if you're in here and you're sort of looking through your phone at guys, Corey Connors is still a great price. Um, He's the number two projected pre-ranked player in the field. And look up from your phone for a second and look at some of those ROIs on Rick's screen. I mean, yeah. this guy is banging bucks. Uh, great play this week. Obviously, great course fit, good vibes, good form. Every He checks nearly every box. And, you know, one of the things about Corey is he doesn't always hit those putts on Sunday down the stretch. But if he's top 10 in and he's getting a top five, you're going to end up with solid returns on the week. You don't necessarily need him to take home that first. And this guy makes a lot of birdies. He has made you money eight out of his 11 cash markets on jock market. Corey Connors probably we should have like we should have like a jock market MVP. I don't know how we would define that. It might it might be Corey Connors eight out of 11. That's strong. That's really strong. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Sam Ryder's here. Sam Ryder's got back-to-back top tens. And this is the type of guy that I think when you look at – investable assets, you know, Sam Ryder is a big question mark. You know, he's not a necessarily a household name. He doesn't have a laundry list of great results or anything like that, but he's hot right now. And you have to kind of reconcile if, if that's good enough for you to be an investor, Joe, he's currently sitting at $3 and 51 cents. Agree. Um, I have some outright tickets on Sam Ryder this week, but they're in the 90 to hundred to one range. Now, depending on where his price sits, 
you just I, I worry about him a little bit in this kind of format in the sense of, you know, it's like it's like in the regular stock market, right? You see Tesla have a giant day where it jumps 22%. You're going to buy Tesla the following day? You know, probably right. not. You feel like you missed sort of that peak and you wonder when, you know, how much is left in the tank for Sam Ryder after an eighth and a second. Um, I think the upside is there. Obviously, the form is good, but if he's going to end up in the five and a half, six dollar range this week, I'm going to have to pass. Yeah, five and a half or six dollars. That would ask him to finish. Well, five and a half uh, would be 31st or better. Six would be 28th or better. I think that his range of outcomes is is certainly wider than most. Scrolling down. Actually, let me check the top here. Okay, so Spieth and Finau starting to separate a little bit, starting to gain some speed. Spieth at 7.05. Tony Finau also in the $7 range as well. That's that's to be expected. Uh, going down into this kind of sub $3 and 50 cents. I see Bo Hogue. I see Patton Kazire. I see Johnny Vegas. And I see the Gim Reaper, Doug Gim. Any of these guys in this range that are going to keep your attention for the rest of the evening? Yeah, I like Doug Gim. Um, I have him kind of as one of the guys that I may look to target. Obviously, the good form. I think that he was a very popular and the and the cool kid on the block of the week at the Honda and burned a lot of people. So he's coming back. Um, back in Texas, obviously we know that where, where he played his college golf. So I look for him to play well in that low $3 range. Um, I may need to refresh here, but I've got a couple of guys as well that I'm interested in. One is Chase Seifert, who I think has been playing really well, um, carrying over good form. I think people, I, I think that he's going to be the cheap Sam Ryder this week where, um, you know, if you're looking to play based on recent form and performances, you may get a little bit of a discount there on Seifert. Um, I think the range of outcomes are the same. And then the last guy is, is our, you know, everyone's boy, Harry Higgs. Uh, I have some interest yeah. in Higgs this week, seen a little return to the form and he's in uh, right now I'm seeing in the, in sort of the mid threes. Yeah, that's why I have him too. Three dollars and fifty-one cents. I can refresh. But why don't I give away twenty dollars first? How about that? Sure. I've already drawn it. It is Brian Grimsley at B Grimsley. Congratulations! We'll get you twenty bucks in your Jock Market account if you want to win twenty Jock bucks. Drop your Jock Market username. That's it. That's literally it. I've got three more twenty-dollar giveaways coming throughout the show. Congratulations to B Grimsley. There was a question here in the chat about Luke List, and uh, it's about it, listen. He withdraws from Kraus because he has vertigo. I don't know about you, Joe. I haven't heard anything else. I'm not necessarily going to speculate on uh, the health and well-being of a of a golfer. So I I don't know if I have an opinion on this. Same. Uh, and vertigo is one of those weird ones that you can't really pinpoint. I don't know enough about it, but it, it seems like one of those things where six hours later, he could have been fine. Uh, so it's tough to understand why it happened, but uh, I don't think he would still be in the field this week if he was still experiencing like lightheadedness and symptoms and not able to sort of feel his balance. Um, it would probably lead him to believe it's something more serious and would have pulled out. So he wouldn't be here warming up if he wasn't going to play, in my opinion. The other one, uh, because we're in Texas, we got to talk about the weather, got to talk about the wind a little bit. Nick chimes in and asks about the weather, and is there is there a draw bias? I looked earlier uh, when on my live chat around 3 p.m. Eastern time. I didn't see a particular draw uh, that would be advantageous. Now, what I know about Texas, and especially at TPC San Antonio, is that wind can kick up at any moment, and you can get some absolutely uh, devastating winds there. But I, I don't see that in the forecast enough for me to – 
be interested in stacking a side here. Good. I haven't looked much, so okay. your point is is what's going we're gonna roll with. All right, beautiful. And then uh, there was one other. Maybe I missed the question, or maybe somebody answered it. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, Nick, back to Nick again. He wants to know the highest price player to miss the cut. So this is always a fun game that makes us look silly, Joe. It backfires about 100% of the time. So as as of right now, your highest priced golfers in the jock market look like Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Brendan Steele, Scotty Scheffler, Charlie Hoffman. If I told you one of those golfers is going to miss the cut, who would it be? So I would go actually, and this doesn't necessarily qualify for your question, but he's right underneath Hoffman right now at $6 a share and go Ryan Palmer. Um, I think that he's missed since they went through the little bit of a course redesign. He's missed consecutive cuts here after recently playing well. Um, And he's just, of all the guys there, I don't see the form being as strong as those other five. And, you know, I worry about him. He's not high priced right now. And I was going to ask you your opinion on this guy before we uh, glanced over the top earlier. A lot of people are sleeping on him. But what what's the deal with Hideki? Okay. Uh, I actually am starting to warm on Hideki recently. Okay. I was I was off Hideki for a long time, um, maybe about three or four months ago, because he was always bad with the putter. It, that, that there was no doubt about that. But then he started to struggle with the rest of his game. Started to struggle with the things that he's that he's good at. Now, what he did at, I guess it would have had to have been the players. He he, we're starting to see signs of his approach game come back, and and I think he's starting to turn the corner a little bit. So I, I'm more bullish. I now than I was maybe four or five or six weeks ago, but that doesn't mean I'm hot. I'm like, I'm, I'm warming. I'm warming on Hideki. Got it. So he's currently sitting at $5 and 25 cents. If that is interesting to you. Yeah. $5 and 25 cents means you're asking Hideki to finish inside the top 32. That is, um, I don't want to say easy to do, but if you're Hideki Matsuyama and you're one of the best players in the world and you're one of the favorites in this field, you should be able to do JG Funk says Sam Burns at $2. Yes, please. Are you in on Sam Burns this week, Joe? He's been struggling with the driver, which makes me worried. Yeah, same. Uh, A little bit worried about him. I feel like he maybe missed his wave of form in a sense. Not that he missed it because he was still finishing well, making himself a good bit of money. We're turning people on the jack market, but he didn't get that win when he was right there in contention a couple times. And the driver is off, like you said. Um, that is something to definitely be concerned about here. $2. Yes, please. I'd take it too, but he ain't going to be two bucks. Sorry, buddy. All right. Here's an update. We've got movement in the jock market. And now Tony Finau has caught Jordan Spieth. They're both sitting at $7 and 50 cents. So those guys are steaming out towards the top of this jock market. We are about 12 minutes, 13 minutes away from this IPO phase closing. Joe, which one of these two golfers, I assume it's only one of these two, will be the highest priced when this thing closes in 12 minutes? You know, I really think that it should be fee now, um, but I'm starting to feel like it's going to be Spieth. Um, and I'll be happy to take the discount on fee now if he's right under them. You know, look, I, I've seen we're 10 minutes out here and we're not really getting the high prices that we've been seeing in the past week. So even at $7.50 presents some value. So it should be exciting to see over the next 10 minutes or so uh, how that, you know, where does it end? Trying to find a penny stock or two. Um, Here we go. 
Under $3. Let's start there. Akshay Batia, I think a lot of people are going to forget about because we haven't seen him since Pebble Beach, but at Pebble Beach, he doubled your money. He closed at $2.60. Roger Sloan, $2.86, has three consecutive top 25 finishes. That's certainly going to go a long way. Trying to see who else might be down in this range. Are you seeing any names here, sub $3, that are that are interesting? So I may need to refresh here, but I am seeing a couple. Okay, so I do like Danny Willett. Um, I saw him. Luke List is interesting there as well. I see – I don't think they're here anymore. Okay, so I was looking at an old version that had – I was going to ask you about Ricky Fowler because he was down there at $2 a share. Yeah, he's back um, up now. But, yeah, he's back up. What about your boy – um, and you kind of got me on him during the West Coast swing a little bit. I know he hasn't been playing well of late, but I know you know Jordan Spieth's old roommate down there in Texas and Kramer Hickok. He's two dollars and two cents. What do you think? Yeah, this might be a good spot for him to to lean on what is his best asset, which is his which is his driver. Uh, so it's 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 certainly appealing. What price did you have him at? Two two oh two. Wow, two hundred two. So essentially, to make the cut at two mm-hmm. is, is the two dollar number. Uh, that is certainly appealing. I bet if you looked at any other market and you saw what you know his top ten, his top twenty, even his top thirty would be, it, it would indicate that he would have to be a buy at at two dollars and two cents, and probably up to call it three, something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe even more. We'd have to see. There was one like name. That. Oh boy, who did I just have circled down here? Oh, there was two guys at three dollars. They might not be at three dollars anymore, but it's Jim Furyk and Matt Kuchar. A couple of the older guys on the PGA Tour. Kuchar just Kuchar just went to the the semifinals. He was the third place winner at match play. Isn't he like in the best form? Don't we have to roll him out this week? What's going on, Joe? I don't know. I'm not going to do Kuchar this week. Just, <laughs> Me neither. You know, I, I said before that like there shouldn't be any fatigue factor. Well, that was for Scotty Scheffler. Kuchar's a little bit of a different story. He played the same amount of rounds, and I suspect Kuch, uh, you know, he always he has a really good track record at Augusta as well. So I know he's trying to return some of that form. Um, wouldn't be surprised if maybe the prep isn't where it usually is this week, seeing that he played seven rounds of golf in five days. Over the course of last week, brought home a good paycheck. Knows he has Augusta National coming with. I would lean Furick in that sense. Just so good off the tee. Driving accuracy is right there. Uh, and we've seen you know this age group of guys um, pop in the jock market. We saw Stricker at Waste Management. So we've seen these guys. We, we saw Furick do it, what was it, two years ago with the players. So it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up with like a top 25-30 this week. The Furyk thing's really interesting because you look at some of the par fives and you're like, oh no, these are way too long for him. But then you realize that they're essentially three shotters for most of the guys in the field. So you might as well lean on the guys where they were going to hit them in three shots anyway. Like, well, like Furyk was going to play to a hundred yards out and hit a wedge. Like he was going to do that no matter what. Now everybody else in the field is doing it too. And that is where Furyk excels. Um, there's a question here from Michael and I want to get to it because Michael is uh, has been in the chat before and we appreciate that. So he says, Joe, do you build your portfolio like some bettors build their betting card? Do you keep your possible return equal for each golfer? Okay, I see what he's getting at. By balancing share price by number of shares. So are you, if you are bidding $10 for a golfer, uh, are you taking less shares and then are you bidding 
more or are you trying to buy more shares on golfers that are cheaper if i'm understanding michael's question. yeah i think i see what you're saying too michael and that is how i do build my betting card so i try to have a target price that i have in mind so i will i will stake a higher wager on a guy you know in the 10 to 20 to 1 range than i will on a long shot um for this no i don't really uh, i try to grab anywhere between 20 and 30 shares of all the guys on my board um, and I've just found that's the strategy that's worked for me so far. So right or wrong, that's just kind of how I've done it. Okay, let's get an update. Um, I'm going to pull a, another winner here in just a couple of minutes. So make sure your jock market username is in the chat. Make sure you hit the like button for us. Certainly goes a long way. Um, let's get an update here on the recent on the on the, on the most recent prices. So Tony Finau has surpassed Jordan Spieth. Uh, so Finau is at $7.85. That is essentially asking him to finish 18th or better. Jordan Spieth right behind. Charlie Hoffman has moved into a clear third. He's at $7.25 with Abe Answer at $7. We still have some guys that I think we're going to see movement on. Connors, maybe Palmer, maybe Chris Kirk. Hideki's got, there's only one direction Hideki can go and it's got to go up from here. Um, I think we're going to see some movement, Joe, in this, in this $6 to $6.5. There's Five or six guys there, I think, are going to be on the move. Yeah, I agree with you. And that tends to be where we see the most movement at the very end. Usually people are more likely, like myself, to, to grab your your penny stock, so to speak, or the guys lower um, you know, a little bit earlier within the IPO hour. And it seems like that last five minutes or so, you try to centralize your focus on the top of the board and see if you can isolate some value there. So, yeah, I expect a lot of movement. I expect Hideki to pop up. If not, then then I didn't think I was going to be here, but I'm going to own some Hideki this week. <laughs> yeah, you'll be a Hideki buyer if he stays anywhere close to $5.65. He would be at, That's the price where he'd have to finish in the top 30. Uh, he is certainly a favorite to do that. So you'd almost you'd almost have to be a buyer there for Hideki. I want to just see how kind of the, the the other end of this. Okay, I've been keeping a kind of a close eye on these two, Damon and Fowler, and they are they've they've been stuck to one another, Joe, all night long these are the two guys that are getting the most steam the most storylines for when and you're in at augusta national obviously ricky fowler hasn't missed the masters in a decade and joel damon who won last week but doesn't get an invite from punta cana so he's got one last crack at these guys have been side by side for essentially the entire time we've been on on air you're right and i've been looking at both of them closely too um i lean damon there i just feel like okay so there's a little bit of like game theory for it to me like i i'm playing some damon and DraftKings, um just because i feel like so many people are going to you know we know he partied right we know he drank quite a few adult <laughs> beverages after last week but that said who's to say he doesn't do that after every time <laughs> sure. um, so i think he'll show up fine i think that he got uh, a little bit of the sense of a monkey off your back and getting that first win sometimes that can free people up you know we've seen max homa do this right where where we and Max, we know you know likes to have a good time as well. But after his win, I think everybody got off Homa, thinking he was just going to play terrible. He carried the form over into the Florida swing, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him play very well this week. I don't know if he's going to win, but wouldn't surprise me at all to see him top twenty. I love it. Okay, how about twenty bucks? I've got twenty dollars to the jock market, and it goes to the one Corey Klinger. Congratulations, Klingcore. I like that. That's a very cool little handle. Oh, yeah. What's up, Corey? Oh, you know Corey? Well, I don't know him, but we know each other on Twitter. Oh, okay. No, okay. I don't. I don't know any of these guys, but I also know all of them, right? Like, right. I know. I know how that goes. Um, okay, so that is Corey Klinger. That is our third 
of five twenty dollars so make sure that your jock market username is in the chat we're just about ready to do this we are going to let joe focus in zone in we probably got three or four minutes to go here so quickly joe before i I let you out um your strategy for this week and how many guys you're going to be targeting yeah, I'm going to stick to my usual strategy, um, anywhere from five to eight guys, try and get a little at the top, a little in the middle. Um, right now, I have quite a few bids in on the guys for the lower, so I haven't really placed anyone over $5 a share yet. So I'm going to take a look here over the next three or four minutes and really just let the board kind of talk to me and make the pick for me, whoever I feel like has the best price in relation to their value and chances to, um, you know, the top 20 I'm going to go with. Let the board talk to me. That we should that should be like a t-shirt or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Joe, go do your thing. Here's what's going to happen. It is uh by my clock, 854 Eastern. Actually, by my clock, it's 555 Pacific. So 855 uh Eastern time. And this jock market is going to close in probably two or three minutes. You're gonna want to get your bids in right now, and I'm gonna talk you through the final two or three minutes of this jock market. I'm going to give this one last refresh to make sure that we are all on the same page in terms of the pricing that I see. And the pricing that I see has Tony Finau at $8.50 starting to create some separation from Jordan Spieth. So at $8.50, Tony Finau would have to finish 16th or better to earn your money. The key with Tony Finau is he is the number one numero uno projected golfer in the terms of the pre-rank. If he ties anybody, he gets the tiebreaker in his favor. Jordan Spieth, $7.80. If he would he would need to finish 18th or better. If you think Jordan Spieth is going to finish 18th or better, you're a buyer at $7.80. Abe Answer and Corey Connors now seven and a half each. That means they need to finish inside the top 20 or better. If you think Corey Connors, if you think Abraham answer can finish inside the top 20, you are a buyer at 750. Charlie Hoffman is in a, a tier of his own at 733. Then my guy, Brendan Steele, who I am super bullish on at a flat $7. The market has not bought in on Scotty Scheffler, still hanging in there at $6.99, much below his uh, odds that you might see at a different sports book. Ryan Palmer, Hideki Matsuyama. There is there is no love for Hideki in the jock market. I've made the argument that I think he is turning the corner just a little bit. We're starting to see signs of Hideki, but at $6.80, he would only need to finish 23rd or better to pay himself off. Cam Davis out of the Florida swing, probably in a much better situation for that driver, $6.56. And Chris Kirk, who has, uh, what, three top 15 finishes and four trips to TPC San Antonio at $6.53. A little bit further down, we are seeing movement on Sam Burns, which makes me think we're seeing movement on a lot of guys. So I'm going to give this one refresh here and we could close at any moment. We are in that window, that 90 second window that we know the jock market will close at a random time anywhere between now and maybe 64 seconds. Now, now, now. Or maybe now, or maybe right now. (laughs) We're done. Wow, maybe right now it'll close. Wait, are we done? Yeah, we're done. Okay, I had to double check there. (laughs) Wow, the jock market is closed. Shut it down. It's closed. I hope you got who you wanted. We're going to let the... We're going to let the dashboard refresh so that we have all the numbers. We're going to talk about who Joe got, who Joe didn't get. Someone in the chat, I'm sure, is going to tell us they sniped Joe or that Joe sniped him. <laughs> we're going to find we're going to find out all that stuff here uh, as as all this as all this 
dust settles. But Joe, how was uh, how was the flurry for you? Did it did it feel like there was a lot of a lot happening? Oh, it was fun. Like my notifications were flying in. Like before I could even read one, another one was popping up. So uh, there was a ton of action at the very end. Seemingly to me, like I'm looking at some of where these IPOs closed. A lot of value out there tonight um, in relation to finishing position. I think that there is. Um, you know, a ton of value to be had on certain players. It's it's tough, you know, because during those final couple minutes, you just you you can't look at everyone, right? You're trying to do so many things. You're pulling guys over. You're scanning to see the bid price. You're looking to see the break even point. And by the time you get back to the screen, you feel like you missed something. So you did a good job of kind of calling the finish for me. But um, yeah, it, it was very fun uh, closing five minutes there. Hectic. Here we go. Tony Finau closed at $9.25. He is the most expensive golfer here on Wednesday evening. So his break-even point, his fair value finishing position at $9.25 would be 14th or 13th. If he finishes 13th or better, you're making money on Tony Finau at $9.25. Joe, do you think that's a fair price? What, what Or what was your target on, on Tony? I do, and ultimately I passed on him just because I went with a couple of guys in the $7 range, but my target on Tony was actually 10 bucks. So oh, I do okay. feel like that's good value on Tony. Um, basically at, what did he finish there, 925? You need him yep. to essentially finish like 13th or 14th or better, which I like his odds of. I think that he could very well, this could, this could be the week for Tony. Uh, I have a ticket on him. I told myself I wasn't going to bet him anymore, and when the DJ news came about, I was in a flurry and I made the move. So I'm in. Jordan Spieth closed at $8.19, the second most expensive golfer here in the IPO. Scotty Scheffler third. So the market did, it did get Scotty back into a top three spot, but $7.88, that is essentially creating a fair value finishing position of, call it top 20, top 19, something like that, which, hey, if if Scotty is his normal, if, if the only thing like, if we're all just saying, oh yeah, he's going to be tired. He played a lot of golf. Uh, like if that if that doesn't exist, Joe, Scotty's going to destroy this fair value finishing position. Absolutely, yeah. So that's great value on Scotty. That was well under my target price as well. Um, so I had those three guys rated out exactly how they finished. I had Finau number top on my board, Spieth, and then Scheffler. But the fourth guy I have on my list, who I got shares of, isn't the fourth guy on your list. So I feel like I got some value, and it's Abe answer. Okay, Abraham answer. I have him closing at $7.55, which means he needs to finish, wow, inside the top 20 for Abe answer. There is, yeah, I'm actually surprised because he's a popular golfer. I would have expected, I would have expected this to, to close higher on Abe. Yeah, me too. So I, I was very surprised to see him below. Mm -hmm. Uh, below Hoffman and Hideki and and Corey Connors, to be frank. Um, so yeah, I was very happy with the price that I got on Abe, and the I got actually two other guys in the sevens who I feel like I got a good value number on those as well. Let's um, talk about them. It was Brendan Steele who you mentioned, so yep. he was right Love there, uh, just above seven bucks, and then I got Chris Kirk at seven fifty as well. So basically, all of those guys, um, I need to you know, finish top 25 or better uh, in order to pay out top 20, top 25 roughly. Uh, and I like all their chances. And I feel like one of those three could end up cashing me the big ticket this week and the $25 a share. So uh, I like, I'm happy with the three that I got.
I love all of these guys. These are the three guys you got shares if you didn't get anybody else. Is that no, right? no, I have more. I have more. Oh, okay, okay. Great. Let's 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 talk about the other guys. Who else did you end up with? Okay, so I got a lot. I actually got a lot of shares of these two guys, sort of in the middle, and it's Damon. One of them's okay. Damon. Uh, so I paid four dollars and eight cents a share for Damon. I had a target price on him of five fifty. So essentially, I need him to finish forty second or better this week. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to put that theory to the test on did he party too hard. Uh, and the other guy was Doug Gim. Um, so he came in under my target price as well. Like Doug Gim's chances this week, I feel like he may be a little bit overlooked. If this was maybe a month ago, a hometown in Texas, he would have been like in the top 10 guys here. Uh, and people may be sleeping on him a little bit. So those are the two guys I staked in the middle there. And then in the bottom range, I got actually not so much the bottom, but I did find some shares of Sam Ryder. Um, and then I took Kramer Hickok as sort of my penny stock that we talked. What did about. he end up going for? What did what did Kramer Hickok end two dollars and thirty seven cents? So I basically need okay. him. You know, let's call it make the cut, finish inside the top fifty or so. I love it. I love it. I've got twenty dollars to give away right now, and then I'll give away twenty dollars more before we get out of here in about ten minutes or so. And these twenty jock bucks go to. Ryan Graybig, Grabig, 25. Congratulations. We'll get you set up with $25 to Jock Market. If you would like an opportunity to win your 20 Jock Bucks, um, put your username in the chat. That's literally it. Put your username in the chat. It's very, very simple stuff here. Um, I like your shares, Joe. I had a question. There was a question here in the chat. Okay. Oh, Doug says, I'm new to jock market, been healing, hearing great things. How does it work? Go, go back to the top of the show, but here's how it quickly works. Uh, we just finished off the IPO phase, which means bidding for golfers. We are now, Joe, in live trading. So if, I mean, you could sell share, those golfers that you just told me you have shares of, you could start selling them right now if you wanted to, and you'll have the opportunity to buy and sell golfers uh, through Sunday evening when this event closes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, um, Doug, just to answer your question, sort of the best value you'll get in terms of pricing wise is during this initial IPO hour. Anytime after that, um, you've got to put a bid on a guy. So if you want shares of a player that you don't currently have, you got to put a bid out there and the bid is going to go for whatever they want to sell it for. So you will see an ask price and a bid price next to each golfer. Um, the ask is what they're willing to sell it for. So if you want to add to your portfolio, that's what you got to bid to get that golfer. You got to take somebody else's shares. Um, if you want to sell them, you can put up a sale price on any of your players. And if someone meets that threshold, uh, those shares will be allocated to them. So we're still live trading. This thing goes all the way through Sunday afternoon when this tournament finishes up. So presents great opportunities to get in Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, whenever you have time and you can pop this up and you see someone making a run up the leaderboard, check those sale prices and those ask prices and you may be able to find yourself a little bit of a bargain deal there. Ricky Fowler ended up closing at $3.66, which is essentially, Joe, asking him to finish 45th or better. The narrative around Ricky is going to be win or get in, but can he finish 30, when I say 35th or 45th? I, either what either one, I think that he can. I don't like his odds of doing that just because he seems to be losing the ball and has no idea what's going on off the tee. Um, this course is relatively long. It plays with a lot of wind. You're going to have to hit a lot of drivers. Um, he was hitting like terrible shots at the players. Um, it's seemingly bad shots at the API too, where just 
you know, feels like he's going to make a run and then it's 20 yards into the water. It's not like it's trickling in. He's snap hooking things OB. So it just seems to be really searching there. Um, have seen some good things trend well. He seems to be putting the ball a little bit better. So look, I can see him having a good week. I don't think that it's a likely scenario though. I do not think it is a likely scenario either. Um, that seven dollars and fifty cent range—that's that's kind of where a lot of these popular guys ended up. Seven fifty, seven seventy-five. Ryan Palmer, Chris Kirk, uh, Abe Answer was in there. Brendan Steele just a little bit cheaper. The next range is kind of interesting. Cam Davis, Cam Tringale, Cameron Tringale. Uh, we didn't talk about them as much this week, mm-hmm. Joe. But it's six dollars and fifty-one cents on Tringale would essentially be for him to finish in a top twenty-five position. Yeah, Cam Tringale seems to get a lot of respect, I would say, from the odds makers. The last couple of times they threw out odds on him, so they see something in him. Um, they can see the form trending in the right direction. In regards to Cam Davis, I've I've been on record. I'm extremely bullish on the kid. I think that he's close. I have an outright ticket on him this week, as I do almost every week. But he's losing people money in the jock market. I think he's lost in four straight events. I just feel like his number has consistently been a little bit inflated here. Um, and it's tough to return value when you're inflated. And all of a sudden, instead of finishing top 30, you've got to finish top 15. That makes it a whole different scenario. As this event starts, uh, as we get into, as we get into this on, on Thursday morning, um, how often would you say that you're checking the app or, or is it, is it like you check the leaderboard and you see someone's two over that you might like, and you hop into the app or are you in the app looking and saying, wait a minute, that might be a price I'm willing to pay, or I might be able to get move off of this golfer at this time. So I think it a little bit depends week to week, right? It depends a little bit on my schedule, to be honest, just with two toddlers what? at home. It's like, it's, it's hard to find time to do everything. Uh, I'm on a tight schedule, but um, I like to check at the beginning of the day, the end of the day. So pre-round, post-round for each of the four days. And then if I happen to be like sitting there watching golf and I, and I try to isolate things, or I'm looking at your website who, who focuses on the live in-tournament stats and you see someone pop in approach play or stats that you're targeting, but maybe have a bad putting day, or maybe a guy just makes a triple, right? But he played really well, but he had an unfortunate triple bogey. Those are the type of guys that you can maybe look to target for the following day. And it's just a matter of checking prices because some people, sometimes people will leave these orders open and, and yes. sleep for a couple hours or, <laughs> or go away and close the app when a guy makes a little bit of a birdie run. So the more that you're in there, the more that you're able to open this app up and the more trading that you're able to do, the better off that you'll be and the more opportunities that you'll find. That, uh, I love I love what you mentioned, the guys who are striking it well, putting poorly, the guys that make a big number. The other one that I've been paying a lot of attention to recently would be um, like par five scoring. There, there are situations where I've seen Dustin Johnson plays the par fives at one over. And I'm like, that is never going to happen again. Like this guy it is just like, that's where these guys make their hay. And he's like, not going to play those tomorrow. And I'm like, let me buy some shares or let me go see what his number is right now. Because that is another thing that usually gets, you know, gets back to its, its level. So those are the, I think the big ones. Yeah. So that's a great point. I see in the, in the chat here, another great point made by my guy, Chad, that I forgot to mention as well. Pay attention to the cut line. Right. Because you will catch guys and people with with two dollar ass prices on guys that are maybe one shot outside the cut line. Should they creep inside of that and get two more days to play? 
really at that point, all they got to do is finish. So if they finish right. they're basically breaking even and they don't withdraw, if they make any sort of run, even creep inside the top 40, let alone creep inside the top 30, you're making a ton of money. So pay attention to that cut line come Friday afternoon because you can catch a ton of value there. I should have mentioned that earlier, but this great point by Chad. I love that. Okay, so this is uh, Valero Texas Open Week, but next week is the Masters. And as I mentioned earlier, if for those who missed it, um, you know we we get we get a little bit of, of of metrics sent to us by the Jock Market team, and they've just alluded to the fact that these big events are are big. They're big in the Jock Market. They're more liquid than ever. And I'm thinking, Joe. I'm thinking, and I don't know if this is. I don't believe in jinxes, so I'm, I'm going to say it. I believe the Masters. Uh, cash market will be the largest cash market ever on jock market. I think any it's safe sport, to say. any sport. I think it's safe to say, look, we, we were privy to some of the numbers that they put up at the players championship. I think this blows it away. I think that the masters brings in so many people um, outside of our little circle here who are interested in this and jock market is such a fun and exciting way to, to, you know, take part. You feel like you're you're in the event and you're playing it. It's better than than DraftKings, where it's just set a lineup and hope that your guys do well because it's constant movement, right? It doesn't stop when when guys tee up on Thursday morning. So should be a ton of fun. I expect huge numbers. I hope you guys all stop by next week. We'll try to have something extra special. Maybe we start 15 minutes early. Maybe we have a guest. Maybe we have a couple extra jock bucks to throw away. But but we're definitely going to do it big and appreciate all your guys' support and looking forward uh, to another run at Augusta National. We got some data to go on this time too, as well. So we'll see oh, how that Oh yeah, we'll spend we'll spend the part of the show looking at the uh, the previous Masters uh, cash market as well. Before we get out of here, one request from everyone in the chat: hit the like button, and then I'll fulfill my duty by giving away twenty more dollars to the Jock Market, and that is going to go to gliding ghost gliding ghost right. is getting our final twenty dollars to the jock market congratulations that is a hundred dollars we have given away this evening i will send that over to our boys over at jock market and they'll credit your accounts as quickly as possible joe another excellent wednesday with you my friend thank you so much i appreciate it man best of luck to everyone out there this week hopefully you catch it big we'll see you next week Follow Joe on Twitter at Tor Picks. Follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour. Good luck, and we will catch you next time. Peace.